Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I am back on the East Coast, the last episode that you may have heard, 461. I was underneath a sheet in California. (laughs) I was in a hotel, but uh, I was recording underneath my bed sheets. And now I am back on the East Coast, working through the repercussions of the major winter storm that really messed up Cape Cod. Um, So we are making do, but everything is good here. Just a lack of power and a lot of downed trees. If you have not listened to episode 461, where I was underneath the bedsheet, definitely go back and listen to that because this is the second of a two-part mini-series on tackling travel. So 461 is the place to begin. The fun part of that episode was that I answered a bunch of your questions and addressed a bunch of your challenges related to travel, like, for example, feeling like you want to take advantage of food and drink when your company is footing the bill, right? Or struggling with maybe what your friends or your family think or feel about the way you eat. Today, we're going to take a slightly different approach. I want to talk to you about how I personally transformed my travel habits, because if you had told me a few years ago that how I travel now and the way I control and really optimize what I eat and drink, if you had told me years ago that this was possible for me, I would have thought it would have required like a lobotomy. It was such a drastic change, and it is such a drastic change, that I didn't think I was capable of that. Yeah, white knuckle willpower for a little bit, but a permanent transformation of my travel habits, it just seems really far-fetched. So I really gave some thought to how I created those changes, and I want to walk you through that process. I used to be a hot mess. It was like letting a caged animal loose. I didn't think about anything. I ate what I want, when I wanted, and then I made a ton of promises about how good I would be when I got home. But... I'd get home and I'd have more cravings and I'd be more hungry and I'd be feeling really down on myself, which isn't a great primer for taking excellent care of yourself. So I get the struggle of travel. Before we dive into how I really transformed those travel habits, two things that are both very, very important. One I've mentioned before, one is brand new. The spring Fat Loss Fast Track kicks off in just a few weeks, Sunday, April 1st, 
to be specific. And I will be opening up registration to the waitlist in just about a week and a half. So if you want to learn more about the Fat Loss Fast Track, get all the details and have the first opportunity to grab your spot for that 12-week coaching program that begins Sunday, April 1st, make sure you are on the wait list. There are a few different ways to get on the wait list. Number one, I will put the link in the show notes for today's episode. So you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash 462 because that's today's episode number. And under the word resources, you will see a link to get on the wait list. Alternatively, you can just go to primalpotential.com and there is a work with me option on the homepage. You can click that and you will see uh, the form to get on the wait list right there. Or you can go directly to the waitlist URL if you have a pen handy or another window open in your computer, primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash waitlist. FLFT is obviously Fat Loss Fast Track, but you're going to type in FLFT dash waitlist, primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash waitlist, and you can get on it that way. So those are your three ways to get on the waitlist, learn more, and have a chance to grab a spot in that 12-week coaching program. Okay, this next announcement is super, 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 super important, and that is related to a change I am making in this podcast that I think will be great for everybody. Beginning this week, starting right now, instead of having three episodes every week, we're going to go to two. So this week, the schedule will be Tuesday, Thursday, and there will not be a Saturday episode. Saturday episodes not happening anymore. And then next week, we'll start with the new twice weekly schedule, but instead of Tuesday, Thursday, it's going to be Monday, Thursday. So this week, today's episode, which airs on a Tuesday, and then there will be a Thursday episode, no Saturday episode. Next week, the new schedule starts, which is a Monday episode and a Thursday episode. There are a couple of reasons that I am making this change. One is... I love to add new things to Primal, and I do that a lot, like my Fat Loss Fast Track and Masters Club clients now have a daily coaching channel, an exclusive audio channel just for them that has daily messages of coaching, answering questions, uh, addressing issues related to motivation and consistency. Every single day, seven days a week, they have a new message in that channel. And then like the Alexa, the Primal Potential Daily Bites, seven days a week, messages out to the world via Amazon's Alexa. I love adding new things and there are more things I want to add, but at some point, because I am one person, as I add, I also have to take away. So there are a couple of things I want to do differently. One is I want to spend more time and energy and attention on and with my Fat Loss Fast Track and Masters Club clients. Uh, And so scaling back from three episodes to two will help me do that. And the other thing I want to do is spend a lot more time producing video. I'm currently looking to hire a videographer and I just can't continue to add, add, add without saying Where can I make a change to do a little bit less? Plus, I think this will allow people to keep up with the podcasts more easily with two episodes a week versus three. So this week, again, there'll be a Tuesday episode and a Thursday episode. Next week and moving forward, it will be Monday, Thursday. This is going to allow me to 
do more. So I'm not scaling back so that I can do less. I'm scaling back so that I can do things better. Better content in the episodes that do air and also more time and attention on my Fat Loss Fast Track clients, my Master's Club clients, and really getting serious about video. But I just can't add more without taking something away. So enough about the administrative stuff. Wanted to spend most of our time today talking about creating this change. And even though we're going to be talking specifically about travel, understand that the way I created these changes with travel can absolutely be applied to changes you want to create at home or at work or on a Friday night or your weekends, right? So keep that in mind as we look at this through the lens of travel. It can be applied to anything. And it doesn't matter if this travel is vacation, business trip, road trip, day trip. I needed to make some serious improvements, right? And one of the biggest mistakes I made was trying to take on too much. I knew that my travel habits were disastrous. And I would say, I'm going to nail it. I'm going to go on this vacation and I'm not going to indulge. I'm going to work out every day. And I was just trying to create an overhaul And realistically, that's not how change happens. I felt overwhelmed. I didn't trust my ability to do that. I really had a lot of doubt. And so I didn't follow through. If I did one thing, if I made one choice that wasn't in alignment with an intention I had set for a total overhaul, I felt like I had dropped the ball and I said, screw it, I blew it, and would go on my merry way doing things exactly how I always had. So the first change that I made was not allowing myself, not fooling myself, not biting off more I could chew, literally and figuratively, I suppose, by saying, I'm only going to eat clean, or I'm not going to drink at all, or I'm not going to have any sugar, or I'm going to fast all day and only eat at night. Yeah, please don't do that. It's not an effect. Those are good strategies in general, right? I'm not saying those aren't good strategies. What I am saying is they're not good starting strategies, right? I know how many people, even when they aren't traveling, just being at home, struggle with the all or nothing approach. So my message to you is stop choosing it. Stop choosing it. Whether you're traveling or you're at home or it's a new week Stop choosing the all-or-nothing approach if you know that that doesn't work for you. Too many people say, I really struggle with all-or-nothing. Okay, stop choosing it. But we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Today, we're going to stay focused on travel. Focus, Elizabeth. Focus. All right. I pursued gradual improvements. That's how I transformed my travel habits. And the first change I made was related to airports. But I applied this as well to long road trips. I've talked before, I've done podcasts and blogs on my previous airport binges, where I would just eat the whole time I was in the airport and on the plane, whatever I wanted. I'd go to a store like Hudson News and I'd buy three or four different things and I would just eat. 
Same thing with a road trip. I'd go into a grocery store or a gas station and I'd want to make sure I had something crunchy and salty and something sweet and something chocolatey and a couple things to drink. So when I started to pursue gradual improvements, my approach was limiting it to one treat, just one. I didn't say that I wasn't going to eat at all or that I was going to eat beforehand and nothing in the car or nothing in the airport. I didn't say I'm only going to eat clean. I just said one treat. So at first, that might have meant going to an airport restaurant and having a burger and fries, right? That was a meal that I would choose at that point in time and also one treat. That could be a drink like a glass of wine or a margarita or it could be a bag of candy from one of the airport stores, or it could be an ice cream or a cookie, whatever. One thing. And that was my commitment to myself for months. Obviously, you can apply this same strategy when you are not traveling. If you feel like your weekends are totally bonkers, you're out of control. One treat. Obviously, this only works if it is an improvement for you. And for me, that was a dramatic improvement. So that was what I focused on. I didn't beat myself up because I had French fries. One treat. That was not including my meal. Now, if I had a milkshake with the meal, that was the treat. But that's where I had to start. I couldn't keep trying to go after these big, huge, dramatic overhauls and dropping the ball and feeling disappointed and then continuing to choose that strategy. But one treat was a significant improvement for me. And so that's what I practiced for months and months and months, truly. And it created the change. The next gradual improvement that I focused on was my travel mornings. Here's the deal. I love pancakes. Love, love, love them. Love biscuits. I like the combination of starch and sweet. And even at my heaviest, I never was into making pancakes for breakfast because, you know, I just wasn't somebody that would prepare a meal in the morning. I'd go through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. Talked about that a bazillion times before. But on vacation, when traveling and having the convenience of room service or the situation and the scenario where all of my meals were at restaurants... It was my opportunity to have all the things that I didn't have at home, like pancakes or waffles or hash browns. And I would say to myself, oh, I never do this at home. They're so delicious. But here's the thing. They make me feel terrible. Of all the things I could eat or drink, there is nothing that makes me feel physically worse throughout the day than starting my morning with a sugary, carb-heavy breakfast. But when I was traveling, that's what I would do, right? Muffins, bagels, pancakes, waffles. Misery. So my gradual improvement was no matter what I ate for the rest of the day, no matter what the rest of the day looked like, I was going to have a fat loss friendly breakfast no matter what. Whether I'm on the moon or I'm at home or I'm in Hawaii or I'm at my grandmother's house, doesn't matter fat loss friendly breakfast. And I've talked about what that means in a bunch of episodes of the podcast. You can go to primalpotential.com and search breakfast and they will pop right up for you if you don't know what that looks like. Not going to dive into it here, but that was that was the rule. Fat loss friendly breakfast. 
bacon and eggs, omelets, bulletproof coffee, had to be fat loss friendly. And what that did for me is it took the pressure off the rest of the day. And that was an improvement for me, right? It wasn't about if I had pizza later or if I had three brownies later, whatever it is. Choosing to start my day that way was an improvement for me. And here's the amazing thing about that particular change. I felt infinitely better throughout the rest of the day. I didn't feel so exhausted, so tired, so meh. I had fewer cravings. I was less hungry. That's one of the cool things about making gradual changes. You might look at that change and go, well, you know, having an omelet for breakfast doesn't mean crap if then I have, you know, pizza for lunch and fast food for dinner and then order room service at 11. Here's the deal, guys. It makes a difference because when you begin your day with something that doesn't spike blood sugar and insulin, you are more focused. You have better ability to control your choices throughout the day naturally, not out of willpower, desire, or motivation, but because you aren't as hungry, because you aren't having those wild swings of blood sugar to begin your day, it has a natural ability to improve your choices. And when we start off with these things, it has a ripple effect. And we can get more from one change than just that change itself. So don't dismiss anything as too small to matter because so many of these changes that we make have ripple effects. It naturally, by improving my mood, by reducing my cravings, by reducing my hunger, it made me more able and willing to make better choices. And I wasn't starting the day with a scenario where in the past I had been prone to say, screw it, I blew it. Like if I began my day with a, a bagel sandwich or a big plate of pancakes, it, it would put me in a place at that point in my life where I would be likely to say, well, the whole day is screwed, so I might as well just try again tomorrow and get it out of my system today. Now, obviously, I know that's a bunch of well-intended lies that didn't work for me. But at the time, by choosing, no matter where I was, to have a fat loss friendly breakfast, I wasn't beginning my day with a choice that would put me on the trajectory of that screw it, I blew it mindset. All right, the third change I made, not at the same time, though, but after I built some consistency and motivation with breakfast, was journaling. And I talked about this in the last episode, so if you haven't listened to 461, go back and listen to that. I was in the habit at that point of journaling at home, but when I was on vacation, I was like, oh, what's the point? Or I wouldn't bring it with me, or I wouldn't make the time. I got in the habit. I created the pattern of journaling no matter where I am. Again, if I'm on the moon, at grandma's house, on vacation, business trip, I begin my day with just some really simple questions. And I, like I said, I went into these in more detail in 461, but like, how can I win the day? Here's the key about that. How can I win the day is not a prescription for how I could make the day perfect, right? My answers are rarely, well, I'll only eat meat and vegetables and I'm going to work out really hard and I'm only going to drink water and I'm going to meditate twice. I'm going to go for a walk. No, how can I win the day? Early on, it might be, you know what, I'm going to have dessert or alcohol, but not both. I'm going to have either the french fries or the bun on the burger, but not both. And that was winning. It was what was an improvement for me. 
Maybe winning the only thing on what will it take to win the day was that fat loss friendly breakfast, right? Or maybe it was choosing indulgences that are the ones that are worth it and leaving behind the ones that aren't. Sometimes winning meant just be present today and don't stress out. Connect with people and have fun instead of being a, a wallflower or instead of giving into my insecurities. Winning looks different now than it did then, and that'll be the truth, the truth always, right? A year from now, winning will look different than it does now. But just asking that question, what does it look like for me to win the day? It gave me some intentionality going into my choices and put me in a place of being in control instead of just flying by the seat of my pants and saying, oh, I'm on vacation. Come Monday, though, I'm going to get serious. Any of those changes, whether it's one treat or fat loss breakfast or journaling, any of those can be a great place to start depending on what your struggles are and what you're able and willing to do. These days, travel does look different. And I have a very standard approach. So I shared with you sort of how I began with those gradual improvements, but I want to tell you what travel looks like for me now. I don't indulge at the airport anymore. Gradually, I worked from one to none over time. And I know that I feel infinitely better when I don't have random subpar sweets or treats at the airport. There's nothing in the airport that's worth it. I've been there. I've done that. It has nothing more to offer me. They just aren't worth it. That's all there is to it. Breakfast has also changed a bit. Now, my first meal of the day, no matter what time it is, seven in the morning, noon, two, whatever, is always fat loss friendly. That's how I begin the day. That is my breakfast, independent of the time on the clock. However, in terms of how most of us think of breakfast, early meal, morning meal, I don't typically feel hungry in the morning, and that makes travel easier for me now because most of the time, say 70% of the time, I don't have breakfast. That's true when I'm at home because I'm not hungry, but I do keep that first meal of the day fat loss friendly. If I am hungry, then I eat. When I was in California recently, that meant a packet of artisana coconut butter, and one day it meant a travel packet of the Bulletproof Executive brand Brain Octane oil. I also had breakfast the day I flew back. My flight was around 6.30 in the morning Pacific time, and I had dinner reservations around 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I knew that the only opportunity I would have to eat was either before my flight or before dinner. So before dinner didn't make any sense, and I didn't intend to not eat all day. Going through airports being starving would probably be not a great plan. So I knew I needed to eat, even though I wasn't particularly hungry at that opportunity. So when the flight attendant came around offering, you know, granola bars and cookies, I wasn't like, yes, I just need something. There was a... Qdoba, which for those of you that are not in the United States, like a fast, casual Mexican style, and they just happen to be open at 5.30 a.m. in the San Diego airport, and they do breakfast burritos. So instead of a breakfast burrito, I asked if I could have a bowl filled with greens, and I added chicken, pico, so salsa, guacamole. Done. Super filling. And I felt really, really satisfied 
as I traveled. And in case I got uncomfortably hungry, I had that packet of artisanal coconut butter in my backpack. When I'm on vacation or traveling, my standard approach is that I don't eat breakfast unless I am hungry. And then my lunch is super fat loss friendly. My dinner is fat loss friendly too. Here's the deal. I have a new rule. So when I was starting out, it was about one treat in the airport. It was about fat loss friendly breakfast. Now I have a similar meal. Lunch is straightforward, meat and veggies. That's the deal. Sometimes that is a bunless burger and a side salad, chicken wings that are rubbed, not fried, uh, and a side of veggies, fish with veggies, fajitas without the rice or beans or tortillas. That's a non-negotiable. Here's where my current strategy takes shape. Remember how in the last episode I talked about intention and how intention isn't enough? Well, I can't just intend to do better and to seek improvements when I'm traveling. I have to be very specific and go beyond intention and into practice. And I'm not going to commit to anything more than I'm able and willing to practice. That's the key. Able and willing, right? If you go into it with resentment and like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy my trip, choose a different strategy. Be serious with yourself. It's not a contest about how pure your intentions can be. That doesn't matter. The fair plan that you will execute is infinitely better than the perfect plan that you always bail on. I'm going to say that again. The fair or the average plan that you will execute is infinitely better than the perfect plan you always bail on. So anyway, I digressed a little bit. Back to my travel strategy as it is now, how I approach evenings. And this might not work for you. And it might not work for me in six months or a year. But it's my strategy now and it works now. All right. My deal with myself is twofold. The first part is sugar or starch or alcohol. One, not two, not three. If you follow my Instagram stories, my Instagram handle is at Elizabeth Benton. It's super tricky. Um, You'll see that one night while I was in California, I had a spicy margarita. And my meal was steak and Brussels sprouts. So I had alcohol, which means no sugar, no starch. That is part one. That is part one of my deal with myself. So I can have anything I want, but not everything I want. Here's where part two comes in. And this might be too liberal for you. And it might not be liberal enough for you. It might be too aggressive. That is not the rule every single dinner. So that sugar or starch or alcohol, I decide ahead of time how many times that applies. So I don't have sugar or starch or alcohol at every meal when I'm away because for me right now, that's too much. I look at the trip. And it depends on the duration of the trip, where I am, who I'm with, how I'm feeling, what matters most to me. And I decide ahead of time how many times I will give myself that opportunity to have sugar or starch or alcohol. Because for me right now, having sugar or starch or alcohol four or five nights would make me feel terrible. Tired, heavy, bloated, just kind of meh. So on this last trip, for example, I was away for five nights. My opportunity was one. 
one night I said I'd have sugar or starch or alcohol. That felt right for me. I was able and willing to do that, and that was the spicy margarita. Here's the deal, though. Sometimes I'm a little more liberal. In a couple weeks, I have a little weekend two or three night getaway, and that number might be two or even three, and that's okay. I'm in control. I'm paying attention. I have a strategy that I have thought about. I take it from intention to action to practice. I'm not saying, ah, what the heck, live a little. Because that one, when that was my perspective, oh, live a little. I wasn't living at all. I was miserable. And then I pay attention to what happens with my body, right? I don't say, okay, well, for this three-night weekend getaway, all three nights, and then I come back and I feel heavy and thick and bloated and I don't pay attention. I'm going, all right, so three out of three was probably a little much. Noted for next time. No big deal. This last strategy is a major, 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 major must. I always have a strategy for when I get home. Because without that, when it's just as simple as like, oh yeah, I'm going to do great on Monday, but then Monday comes and you have no groceries, or you're super exhausted, or you're, you know, so buried and getting caught up from being away, it's so easy to be like, oh, we'll get takeout. I'll do better next week. So having a strategy for when I get home means that maybe I've made something ahead of time that's in the freezer. Or maybe I plan to do a crock pot meal and I have everything I need. It's frozen or it's in the fridge, ready to just be tossed in the, in the crock pot that morning when I get home. Or I know that I'm going to be more tired and have to unpack and do laundry and get caught up on email or whatever it is. So I plan to do a salad bowl from Chipotle or an unwitch from someplace that does, you know, lettuce wraps instead of sandwiches. In this case, returning from this trip, I knew that I had a couple of steaks in the freezer. Now, of course, it turned out that we lost power and this, that, and the other thing. But once I knew that, I was like, all right, so what is food going to look like on Monday if I'm in a hotel again? What is my strategy? What is my approach? And this doesn't take hours of planning, right? But before you go away, just have a plan for what is going to happen food-wise when you get home and have it be more than an idea, have that thing pre-made in your freezer or know where you're going to get takeout from on your way home from a crazy day of work on Monday. It would be remiss. I know I said that was the last one, but I'd be remiss to not mention something about working out. Here's the deal. When I am away, my first priority in terms of taking good care of myself is food. And if I feel like that's going to be really, really hard, I put zero pressure on myself related to working out. I would rather give my energy and my attention and my effort to my food choices because that is the biggest rock for me when I'm away. So that's the first thing. The second thing is working out when you are away doesn't require that you have a gym. It doesn't require that you bring equipment with you. I'm a huge fan of just doing 100 push-ups for time in my room. And that doesn't matter if it takes you 30 minutes or three. Really doesn't matter. I also love doing 100 burpees for time. Again, it doesn't matter if it takes you 30 minutes or three, right? Or a body weight circuit. Maybe you just do squats and push-ups or leg raises or whatever you can do. I also very often bring my jump rope because no matter what the situation is with the gym or if there isn't a gym or whatever, 
I can always get a killer workout in just a handful of minutes with my jump rope. And I try to walk a lot instead of Ubering or taking a cab just to explore and to see and to move a little bit more. But the biggest thing is nutrition is my number one. So I always, if I feel like I'm overwhelmed by trying to make good choices, the workout is the first to go. And it's not flawless, right? The other day, I shared with the VIP list about uh, really arguing for sweets when I wasn't hungry on this last trip to California. I know a lot of you read that email. If you didn't and you want to hear how I navigated through that moment where I was talking myself into, I want something sweet. What could I have? What would it be? How much? I should. Yeah. And then tomorrow, that crazy making talk I went through that in this past Sunday's VIP email and how I broke through that barrier. So if you didn't get that email, first things first, get on the VIP list. You can do that right on the homepage of Primal Potential. Or if you're in the U.S., all you got to do is text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 and you'll be on the VIP email. Um, You'll be on the VIP email list. I send emails about once a day. But I don't want to give the impression that travel is effortless. I found myself in this situation after making awesome choices all day long. I'm walking home from dinner, so I'm not even hungry. And I'm saying, I want something sweet. I've been so good. I bet there's some great treats here. I'm going to see if I can find a bakery or I could get room service. And I had to be a little bit firm with myself and say, enough. You're convincing yourself. No more. Go home right? Because we can indulge ourselves in that thought faucet of more, 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 more. And we can talk ourselves into anything or we can just shut it down. And I went into that process in the VIP email. So make sure you are on that list. It is a practice and you have to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional about it. And I've got another trip coming up here in three days and then a, a weekend away right after that. And they're all opportunities to practice. So no matter where you are, there is always some improvement. And instead of going for an all or nothing, whole hog kind of plan, pick one improvement and go with it, right? Pick one improvement and go with it. If you haven't listened to episode 461, go through that. I talk about snacking on, during travel and things like that, uh, dealing with people who maybe don't understand or support the choices you are making. All of that stuff is in 461. If you have any other questions or any other challenges that I haven't addressed, leave a comment over on the show notes, and I promise to get back to you with a response. And do not forget, do not forget that the wait list is now open for the spring Fat Loss Fast Track. The spring group, it's 12 weeks, kicks off on Sunday, April 1st, and I will be opening up registration to the waitlist super, super soon. So you can go over to the show notes page for today's episode. The link is there. You can go to the Primal Potential homepage and hit work with me and you'll see the waitlist there. Or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash waitlist and you'll see it there as well. Have a great day, guys, and keep pursuing those gradual improvements. I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com podcast.